please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. Hello, welcome to a very special edition of the Vagabond Exchange podcast. Bringing in the new year is Emily and William. Although not in a dining room somewhere in Nashville, in no. another room somewhere in Nashville, sitting fireside. That's right. And about to enjoy some delicious, bubbly. delicious bubbly, yes. Say um, hi, William. Hi, happy new year. Um, I'm going to try to get... And pour Emily a glass of champagne here. Yes. The uh, uncorking was quite an endeavor, so. It took about half an hour. And the bottle smells like cat food, <laughs> so. <laughs> Which we'll just leave on unexplained. <laughs> can you hear that? I can. It sm- sounds delicious. So welcome, everyone. Welcome. We've been on a bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Um, but we're back. Full force. 2010. Here we come. That's right. So, William, mm-hmm. do you have any resolutions for 2010? Well, actually, let's let's start here. Um, Should, uh, huh? Go ahead. What? Sorry. What do you What do you want to do? Should we do any kind of 2009 review? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Okay. <laughs> what kind of? We're going to drink like this to entire bottle of champagne during this podcast. Yes, which at the rate we're going is not really that big of a, f- a feat. No. Um. Yeah, what happened in 2009? Uh, big events. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. It's delicious. It's very bubbly. It is. I like it. Um, the things that stand out in my mind are the death of Michael Jackson. Right. Well, there were a lot of deaths this year. It was a bad year were. to be a celebrity. A fair Most recently, Brittany Murphy, which I don't think we Brittany podcasted Murphy. since that happened. Yeah. But that's kind of depressing. She was young and... Seemed like she had a good thing going. Yeah. Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Farrah Fawcett. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. It was a it was a rough year. Yeah, a lot it was. of very influential people. Yep. Cinematic, musical. Oh, um, John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. So, so. big year in that re- regard. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Yankees winning again after a number of years. Indeed. Um. I don't really remember what other sports. Like the Lakers won, right? Yeah. Boring. Um, <laughs> what about the Super Bowl? I think I actually watched that with yeah, you. Yeah, the Steelers. Steelers. Oh, yeah, and the Steelers. Cardinals. That's kind of interesting because their coach looks like Omar Epps. He does. Like a meteor Omar Epps. I think he's more attractive than Omar Epps. Do you? Omar Epps sometimes startles me with how open his eyes are. Really? Yeah. Well. Wow. <sighs> This is going to get very exciting in about twenty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> we're we're when a little the rusty. Kicks in. We're a little rusty, I think. Yeah, we are. There was. I'm soon. I'm sure as soon as this podcast is over, we'll remember all of 2009. Uh-huh, yeah. We should. Let's see. We went to Chicago in 2009. We went to Detroit. We went to Seattle. We mm-hmm. went to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. 
um, St. Louis. St. Louis. Did we go to Cincinnati? We did go to Cincinnati this year. We uh, last year. Yeah, in two thousand nine. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right. We did. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, we, we went to a baseball to, uh, game. One, one opening game. like our first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fun. So we had quite a bit of travel. Yes, quite a bit of sunburns for me. <laughs> True. We were looking at through some pictures from 2009 and noticing how in every single one of them, regardless of the time of year, Emily has a sunburn. Yeah. The only time I think I didn't get a sunburn is this last trip that we just got back from, from Chicago. Yeah. It's probably because it was two degrees out. And like gray. Right. Most every day. of the time. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. 2009 has been all right. It was, yeah. a, it was a rather bumpy year for me personally, but it's okay. I'm yeah. happy to kiss it goodbye. It could have been worse, right? Well, everything could have been worse unless you die. Well, it's all relative. Some Maybe people would rather death be dead. Is like good, yeah. Yeah. So, well, what I'm saying is, considering certain personal things that happened, they could have yes, turned out true. worse than they did. True, indeed. Yeah. So, and yeah. we're still friends after another year. We are still friends, and we both have jobs where we were able to cash our paychecks, which we should feel blessed for. That's true. A lot of people are struggling right now. That is true. And we're drinking cheap champagne that tastes delicious. It does taste taste delicious. Barefoot bubbly. Mm. Yeah. So mm. that was 2009, right? Yeah. But are we done talking about that? <laughs> Actually, the only other sh- things that came to mind mm-hmm. for 2009, I'm sorry, did you have something you wanted to say before I continue? Mm-mm. There was a lot of scandal this year. There was a lot of scandal, especially uh, sexually charged scandals. I was thinking about Balloon Boy, too. Yeah. That's and John a, and Kate Plus 8. Yeah. Although eventually that kind of turned... It's amazing scandal. how at the beginning of last year, that was like the top show, and yeah. everybody was tuning in. Well, our first podcast, we talked about John and Kate right. Plus 8. That's when it started to... Well, I guess it started to go downhill at the beginning of that season. Right. But it's really at the point now where people just want them to go away. Yeah. So, but yeah, there was a, uh, yeah, John, Ed- was John Edwards last year? I think so. I think so, yeah. And oh, Mark the kind Sanford, of homosexuality, David Letterman. Allegations, yeah. Yes. Yeah. A lot of, what is wrong with men? Well, obviously, that's the thing. Like, all of these men did stuff, but they did it with women who knew that they were yeah. in relationships. Tiger Woods. Yeah. We have some responsibility there, too. Sleeping with married men doesn't make you... I agree. ...a victim in yeah. any... Especially when you try to cash in on that mm-hmm. later. After it comes out, yeah. Right. William and I uh, returned actually this morning from Chicago, which if you recall correctly, we were just there in like September, but airfare between Nashville and Chicago was like hella cheap. Mm -hmm. So we decided that we would um, do that instead of other places, basically. Right. Long story short. So we had a pretty good time in Chicago. We did. It was was cold, but it wasn't unbearably cold. No, no. I mean... Yesterday we was the only real day where I was like, okay, my face is being, feels like it's being bitten. Yeah, I could feel like uh, my face was burned yeah, a little bit. like chapped. 
yeah um but i mean compared to toronto mm-hmm. it was about the same but toronto yesterday. was like that every day right, right, there. right so it got a little it just it wears you out a little bit when you just walk in that every single day not that i'm complaining right and in chicago you have all these tall buildings so it mm-hmm. kind of blocks that wind yeah. most of the time i don't remember it being that windy in toronto i just remember it being so cold yeah that and the masturbating guy Yes. Those are the two things that stand out in my mind. And for those of you who are wondering, no, it was not William. No, William not and I, this time. <laughs> William and I encountered a well, masturbating transient on our way back from... Did we talk about this Yeah, before? we did. Remember Well, um, what if this Casey. is the first podcast people are listening to? If this is the first podcast you're listening to, go back and listen to the first 19... Basically, we saw a guy that was masturbating at a very rapid pace in like negative 13 degree weather so the urge was very strong right for this gentleman yes and it was late at night and we were in kind of a seedy not seedy part but it was like there was a lot of construction there was nobody around yeah. it's a little and he had on uh, corduroy pants i don't know why i remember that <laughs> I don't know why but i just remember them shifting up and down you very were quickly looking that closely <laughs> at his pants, because William. i don't see that many men masturbating in public <laughs> In the corner. (laughs) (laughs) So except for public, that statement's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Usually it's in the comfort of my own home. (laughs) In the corner. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, we just wanted to give kind of a brief recap of what we did in Chicago since we've only been there, you know, in in the last few months. Yeah. But basically... um, we stayed at the Hotel Felix, which was okay. William knows I get very angsty when I make... I usually make our, like, hotel plans. Right. Um, just kind of based on the layout of the city and if we've stayed there before, where we stayed, et cetera. And if we know someplace, it's good. Right. I also um, enjoy the hunt and kill of... That is Hotels.com because they offer great specials, but you have to... A lot of times they don't notify you, so you have to keep checking the site periodically. Right. So I thought the Hotel Felix it looked kind of like trendier, um, kind of cool. The one review that the website had was that the rooms were small, and they were indeed small. They were small. However, I had a couple complaints about that hotel. I but first, see. let me start with the nice things. It was very clean. It's very clean. That's the one thing. And the air smelled very fresh in there. Yes. Which I don't know if it's because Chicago has that smoking ban, so hotels don't have smoking rooms. You don't even get that like stale air smell in the hallway. But it's, it smelled like fresh, like outside air or something. It was very pleasant. Right. And the staff is very friendly. Yes. The staff, very helpful. The staff was the, the like. Well, the concierge. Concierge was great. Yeah. Um, but we had like weird phone call situations with <laughs> the front desk. And it's, I mean, the room, the bed was really comfortable. I'll the say bed that. was nice and nice. Nice and soft. I mean, the rooms were clean and very, what is a smooth, like straight lines. Yeah. Clean lines. Yeah. But the closet was very small. Yes, there was no room to put our luggage right. at all. Um, there was some like under the bed storage, but right. the drawers kind of poked out. You and, had to like, yeah, and, and I, the bed had these sharp corners. <laughs> Emily bruised herself. Yes, like four times. Yeah. Um, so the downfall thing one for me was um, they kept calling us <laughs> and like leaving us messages. They left us two messages. The second of which said. We noticed that your do not disturb sign is still on your door. So if you want your room serviced, you need to call, which is fine. I've never right. had a hotel do that, but whatever. 
So I called down, and when I called the desk, I said, you know, we had this message, and explained to her what happened. She said, okay. And I was like, so we need our room serviced? So I don't know. I get cranky when women get snarky with me. So that was that was the one thing, and the rooms being small. And the third thing I think you're going to say, so I'll just let you say it. Oh, the third thing for me was the uh, linens, like the towels and oh, yeah, yeah, washcloths. Yeah, they give you two towels and two washcloths, mm-hmm. which... If you shower more than once a day, like I do, well, especially when you're traveling, because usually you you're outside a lot. You know, right. you're not. It's not like you're just hanging out or whatever. Right. You would like to have more, and the sh- but the shower was nice. Wash your not balls. a lot of pressure, but balls. The other thing that I will say, this hotel seemed really noisy. Like I know we were there on New Year's Eve, and I expected that kind of noise, but yeah. you could hear everything. Like I don't know if you knew, there's one morning like there was a kid or something in the room next to us. Like yeah, I think it may have been where we were situated. You think? Yeah, there are a lot of rooms like right next to each. Like w- there was a room like behind us almost. Yeah, we were kind of nestled in like a weird like nook of the right, room. and that may Fair have been enough. well. I don't know where the person that gave the review stayed, but that may have may explain why the room was a little bit small as well that's true and but they did let us check in early that's true um so that while we're nice. still on this do you want to talk about the little incident because they did call and it confused you a little bit <laughs> shut up <laughs> i don't know william do you want to talk about the incident? no we don't have to I'll no just, it's fine it's kind of a funny story i'll let you tell it though because well i don't really remember it. all i remember is uh I think they called and they left a message, mm-hmm. and for some reason that call the, like seeped into your. Well, we were napping. Yes, and the, I heard the phone ring. Right. And yes, so that was where the. It wasn't like I was just sitting in the room and a phone call seeped into my consciousness. Like I was asleep when this happened. Right. But and then, also, the room was like weirdly hot, which I tend to sleep very, very hard and very terribly when right. the room is is. We hadn't figured out the therm- thermometer thermostat by that time. It's pronounced, pronounced barometer. barometer. Anyway, Emily woke up in a like in a like a tizzy <laughs> at some point, startling me as well. I was convinced that someone from downstairs. First of all, I was convinced that my dad was there. That was the first thing. Right. Secondly, I was convinced that someone from downstairs was coming to interview. <laughs> later on and i got rather um indignant with william when yes. he didn't snap to it as quickly as i thought he should for the sake of anonymity we'll just say that emily's dad's name is jeff <laughs> right so she was like uh, my dad's what did you say my dad's coming up or <laughs> yes and you said i said my dad the one who came here with us and i'm like jeff <laughs> yes jeff like i'm a dumbass so but it, while this was happening, I wasn't really talking to you. You were someone else and whatever this well, But you were looking walk. directly at me. Yeah, but I was still in whatever dream sequence I was. It wasn't until you said to me, you're not making sense. <laughs> and then I went in the bathroom and like meditated on who you were and why you were saying that and why what I said was so ridiculous. But because you took were shuffling around. Took a shower and around. came out and pretended that nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> but you got me in a tizzy as well because I'm like, Jeff's coming and there's, there's something going on. <laughs> So, so anyway, yeah. sorry about that. I forgot about that. Right. Blocked it from my memory. Um, okay. The only other thing about the hotel we should mention is the restaurant. Yes. The, um, what's the name of that restaurant? Elate. Elate. As in elated. Okay. Which neither of us were 
with this restaurant. No. Although the food, we just went for appetizers and dessert right. and coffee. But we had fried dough. Yeah, that was pretty appet- good, actually. It was good. And they with, had like uh, a pesto dipping sauce. Right. And then they had really delicious chocolate cake that had yes. um, grilled. Caramelized bananas. Right. Which and had, like, a little a whipped cream and some ice cream on the side. Mm-hmm. It's very delicious. Cream. And a maraschino cherry. Yep. It just took them a half an hour to bring, and we had some mixed drinks, and it took yeah. them like a half hour to bring out like the drinks, each item. The drinks were bad, like not they're not they bad as they down. tasted bad. They just and they were like twelve dollars. I think my drink they was were twelve dollars. Yeah. Um, so you know, it was a downer. Although the atmosphere was really nice, it was yeah. just the service and yeah. And we got the first the night we ordered room service from there our last night, and we got that same dessert, which was delicious, and mm-hmm. coffees, and they brought that right up. But the first night that we were there. We just stopped in to grab a quick bite, um, and it took forever. That's glass two for me, folks. Um, <laughs> the first night that we were there, we it took forever for our waitress to come by and take our drink orders, and then forever for the drinks to come out, and then so on and so forth. Yep. So Hotel Felix, and I'd still recommend the Ophinia, which is where we All stayed right. the first time we were there. And if you don't mind small rooms... Uh, yeah, I, it, I don't mind a small room. Right. I wish that one was laid out a little bit differently because yeah. it was we didn't utilize the space very effectively. Right. You know, I would say if you're staying by yourself, that may be a, a good place for you. Right. Yeah, but not as a uh, you know a couple. You need a little bit more room. Right. Plus, you look out our window, you saw like a abandoned building. <laughs> yeah, they were like working on it, or something, right. which is the second time we stayed next to we stayed in a room in Chicago where the building next to us was being worked on. Yeah. Oh, no, we were next to office and office Yeah, complex. that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool because yeah. I like looking in people's windows. Right. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, Excuse Hotel me. Felix. Eh, I'd still recommend the Affinia over the Hotel Felix. I would, too. And they were. The Affinia was a little bit more expensive. Right. And they have only two elevators for and like 20-something floors. Yeah. yeah. So, we're just going to kind of highlight the restaurants that we liked. Um the first day that we were there, we went to the Rosebud, um, which I think is just the Rosebud. There's our chain of restaurants in Chicago. They're owned by the same people. Rosebud Trattoria, um, Carmine's, which is one place we were going to go. Right. Um, but the Rosebud was a little Italian place on Rush. Right. Um, and we had this really great soup, Italian wedding soup. Italian wedding, a couple yeah. of salads. salads. Uh, I had a beer. Peroni. We had so we a had couple of peronis. Really it's a little good. bit of a walk. You come off the sidewalk, but you walk downstairs, so it's kind of a cozy, dark little atmosphere in the restaurant. It was yeah. very nice. And I really like restaurants that have both tables and booth options. Right. So if you want to like be kind of out there in the middle of it, you can, but if you want to sit back in on the bank hats, you can. I like yeah. that, too. So, so I'd recommend, recommend that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, you go next. Uh, I guess we should. The last time we were in Chicago, we wanted to have breakfast at the West Egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we went in, there was a long line, so we didn't get to go. So we went this time. Right. And there weren't that many people there. I guess it was early afternoon or whatever, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It was like uh, 1 o'clock. Right. And plus, it was a work day, I think. So, um, but we went in and uh, we sat down and they brought us we ordered coffee and they mm-hmm. brought us a, actually a carafe of coffee which they left at right. the table with a carafe of water, water. and uh, I had um, strawberry waffle mm-hmm. side of bacon you had eggs benedict right yes which is my favorite breakfast breakfast indulgence and did you 
Because you ordered Eggs Benedict at uh, in Seattle, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that cafe we went to in Seattle. Right. Cafe and it was on the not or whatever. Well. Yeah. yeah, good call. Yeah, so uh, it was delicious. Right. Mine was tasty. I don't know. Mine was very good. Looked like it looked pretty good. Yeah. So West Egg, although it seems like a popular place, so yeah. if you've been to Chicago, you may have been there, but I recommend it. I would too. Yep. It's really tasty. Um, we also hit the. Uh, Rock Bottom Brewery, which if you remember when we went to Seattle, we talked about that. We tried to figure out if this place was a chain. A chain, yeah. Because this restaurant didn't seem like it was part of a chain. Their menu was very distinct, and the restaurant wasn't that like... It wasn't a fern. You didn't see a fern in a place like we did at the the other Rock Bottom. Right, yeah. and it didn't have... I always look at if the if the um, booths have tapestry on them. That's when you can tell, like that kind of tapestry-looking um, upholstery. Right. And, then and the, these weren't the one in Seattle. They had a big screen TV, so there was like a. It was almost like a sports bar area, right? People, you know, watching. And this place was more intimate, low lit, yeah. which is kind of our cup of tea for restaurants. We right. go, we don't really look for like the high energy unless we're going to watch a game or something. Right. And it's very cozy and yeah. a nice place to go into from the cold. Yeah, which it was very cold at that point. And we sat along the wall, so we could, along the window, so we could see out into the street. Right. Watch people. I had a really good. I had a prime rib and cheddar sandwich, which was amazing. Yeah, I don't remember what you. Had. You had a I burger. Had a, I had a turkey patty melt with turkey. Yes. Yes, and very huge pieces of bread. Like it was like Texas toast almost, yeah. but it was very good. Not like cheap, crappy Texas toast. Like right. good sourdough. Mm. We had an excellent waiter. He was yeah, very he was nice, great. very friendly. He was great. Yep. I liked him. So we definitely recommend the rock. We had a lukewarm recommendation for the rock bottom in Seattle, mm-hmm. but, but this, this place, place was different. Yeah, and I'm I was kind of sad that we hadn't gone there for dinner because their menu is looks pretty awesome. Yeah, but it was like a lunchtime kind of deal, so yeah. I usually like to. We had a couple. Of, they had a nice beer list. Yeah, as well. we had a. I had the Chicago Gold. Gold. Yeah. yeah, and I had some wheat seasonal wheat. I think we but tried another beer. Um, both of us did. That is brewed at the Goose Island Brewery, which is local to Chicago. Right. Called the three one two. Right. We I had really that at uh, that. Elephant and Castle and then we had it again at last the, night. Yeah, yeah. At the restaurant we'll talk about in a second. But that mm. was I'd recommend that if you're I I don't know that I've ever seen that brand here. You can probably get it at sp- some specialty shops, but it's really that was a tasty beer. Mm-hmm. So the last restaurant we well that we can recall yes is uh, the Carryman mm-hmm. which is right down the street from the Hotel Felix right which I think that cross street was Clark okay I think it's like a block up yeah and uh, it's like an Irish pub it's between Chicago and um, I'm sorry it's between Ontario and Huron streets um, yep so if you're over there I don't really know. But yeah, it was a little Irish pub. We had a cute little Irish waiter right. who had a cute little Irish He's, accent. He sounds like a Roy from if you, and we're going to recommend this. I'm going to recommend this right now. I'll recommend it too. There's a TV show called The It Crowd or The IT Crowd about a couple of guys and a woman that work in the basement for the IT department. It's a U, uh, show produced in the UK. Right. It's a very funny show. Hilarious, actually. Hilarious show. So anyway, our waiter sounded like one of the characters on that show named Roy, an yes. Irishman. Yeah. I can always tell when William really thinks something's funny because you kind of like lean over and clutch your stomach, <laughs> and you do this often throughout any like twenty-five minute episode of right. the It Crowd. It is you have to check it. I out. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Yes, um, but I had a burger there, which is really good, mm-hmm. and you had chili. Yeah, I had. Um, I forget the kind of chili that they called it, but it, it was, was like big. 
It's spicy. Big awesome big chili. Big beef or chili. I don't yeah, know. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Very it delicious. Smells good. Yeah, it's very good. And we had a couple of beers. We had the three one too. Yeah. And um Yeah. We tried to go there a few nights before that, it but was it was packed. packed yeah. So. Oh, the few nights before. Where what was the name of that place? We went to another Irish pub. It was a pub, but we can't remember the name of it. Remember I could have swore it started with a a Y. Okay. I don't know. Well look it up while we're chatting about it. I'll okay. talk about what we had. Um because yeah, we had was, a very nice waitress. We there. did have a nice, a nice waitress. Her name was Whitney. She was very cute. Um, I was very excited to hear that we were from Nashville. Um, Fado. Fado? Fado? Was that what it was called? I think so. Are you sure? Emily doesn't believe me. Well, it doesn't. I don't remember there being those tall bar stools. We're looking at a picture. We were right down. Now, we were folks. upstairs, though. Yeah, this place had like three floors, and there were all these cool little like nooks that you could kind of nestle into. Um, so we nestled ourselves into one. I had a Stella. And uh, like four Stellas, which ended my evening on a lovely note. And William, oh, you had, I had Guinness. Guinness. I had two Guinness. I haven't had Guinness in about ten years because it was disgusting the first time I had it, and I I love it now. My so taste you made fun changed. of me that time that we um, had dinner with my parents, and I ordered a black and tan. You were like, it was sick. Yeah, I like dark beers now for some reason. Chick. Um. So anyway, and then but we also ordered the Irish stew, which was right. delicious there. Um, see, doesn't that look familiar? Yeah, right? the sign outside. Does. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah that was definitely it. So, Fado, Fado, Fado. It's on Grand Avenue. Again, just a few blocks from the Hotel Felix. Yep. Um, so those were our, our recommendations. I will say, we did go back to Hands, which if you listen to our podcast from uh, from our last Chicago trip, we didn't like Hands, right. but we were desperate. Um, and again, mediocre. Right. So. Yeah. I'm nice, fairly certain nice the waiter, waiter got our Wesley. order. Yeah, Wesley was nice, but I think he screwed up our order. And there was some kind of scandal happening with the beer tap. And we had a took- waiter that liked to go. <laughs> <laughs> he walked back past our table singing that, which right. was weird. and made William and I laugh for about 45 minutes. Yes, heartily. Yes. And after that, we walked to um, we walked back to Grant Park where the or Millennium Park. Right. I don't know what it's called anyway. Um, with, with the a bean, bean and, and all we'll those post that picture to. We haven't posted any pictures yes. to uh, the Vagabond Exchange Facebook page, but we'll post some we'll pictures. Post We've yeah. got some good ones. Chicago pics, yep, and uh, Seattle pics. We need to Seattle pics, St. Louis pics. Yeah. Um, so Maybe yeah. we'll just make a 2009 photo, photo yeah. album. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that was kind of our trip to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, good times. It was good times. Did a lot of walking. Um, we did see a lot of movies, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. But that was pretty much it. A lot of taxis. Yes. Um, some better than others. Yes. We had a, we oh, we left out it. the Bulls game. We went to a Bulls OMG, game. OMG, William. Right? We went to a Bulls game. <laughs> we did go to a Bulls game. Club level seats. That was the best basketball experience I think I've ever How had. How did I forget that? Not only that, but the Bulls freaking pull out all the stops for their games yeah. i mean i've been to professional basketball games before and there are not the kind of shenanigans and ballyhoo that's happening at a bulls game yeah we won or i won a cup of coffee from dunkin donuts mm-hmm. they had these like little races and everybody cheers and we we're like why are these people cheering yeah everyone was like super but i mean they do that at the baseball games too they do but people don't get that excited and about they don't it. have that many races they had like that's four true. races they have, like, that one. night yeah I, I did find my coupon pack. Did you? So I won the same thing as you won. And also, if the Bulls scored 100 points, everybody got a free B- Big Mac at McDonald's. Right, which we did not. 
We take, didn't, but we were going to try to do it here and see what happened. Right. <laughs> here being Nashville. Yeah, I won this Big Mac in Chicago. Will you honor my Big Mac Bulls gift certificate? So, yeah, but it was a good time. They had all kinds of little events that were happening. Like, right. they dropped pic- T-shirts parachuting down from the ceiling. There was this huge blow-up bowl that came, like, like meandering out in the air and was like out there they had these crazy acrobats that came out oh, during yeah, yeah. halftime and like flipped around on a weird chair right they had a I know I'm being very special uh was it special Olymp- it wasn't special olympics but these yeah, kids playing it was special olympics, special olympics yep. kids playing ball and um which was kind of fun to watch cuz they were really like into it right um cute. And then we had club level seats, which I just have to mention because I've never had club level at a basketball game before, but it's kind of like the baseball game right. where you get the waitress or, you know, she comes over and takes your order. You don't have to get up. And yeah. we had a couple of Budweiser's and a couple of hot dogs. They were good hot dogs, too. Yeah. We had a good time. And um, it was very comfortable there, too. Like, sometimes it's a bit of a squeeze. A crush, when you're at, yeah. Like a professional sporting game, but that was nice. Do you want to mention the uh, the couple sitting next to us? <laughs> yes. We sat next to Mr. and Mrs. May December. Right. Um, <laughs> which, like, it took me a second to figure out what was happening because some women, you know, if you see them from behind, you don't know what their age is. Right. You know? But. I, I saw the man when he sat down. He looked to me like my dad's age, between like, you know, 50-ish, 60-ish. Right. And eventually I figured out this woman was probably about my age or maybe, you know, mid-30s, whatever. They were having an enjoyable evening, but it was very evident that this was the early courtship. Um, they were very um, snuggly with one another, and he kept commenting on how he liked her. Uh, boots that she wore. Which well, I saw him. He's like stroking her boots all night long. And he said, these are nice boots. I don't think you could hear the conversation. Can I knock these? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but asking her, like, do you like, what kind of food do you like? If you'd like, I can take you to the steakhouse and blah, blah, blah. And actually, you should let me take you shopping sometime. And her English was very broken, but she was very pleased by all of these suggestions. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. That was interesting. It was like yeah. Viagra Row up there. And we're both, I think, huge fans of Joe Kim Noah now. Just for we're fans of who? Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah, yes, yeah. who's a very animated right. basketball player for the Bulls. Yeah, or jo- Joaquin. Joaquin. So yeah, we had a great time. That was a great night. And our cab driver there from the hotel to the Bulls game was hilarious. She First, was hilarious. She had this. She was very animated. She's very excited to be picking us up. <laughs> Um, but first she said, she asked us where we were going, you know, are you seeing a game? We said, yeah. And she said, oh, are the Bulls playing tonight? We were like, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I never pay attention to things like that. And low, like 15 minutes later, she's telling us, she said, she asked us about baseball. Right. And we said, you know, we were here in, in September and we saw a baseball game. Oh, I am a sports fanatic. Right. <laughs> and I was like, you're also a pathological liar, right. cab driver. Yeah. But she was very sweet. Yeah. We mostly had pretty great cab drivers, except for the guy that picked us up at the airport and took us to our hotel. Um, first of all, he had like glaucoma glasses on, which made me nervous. Oh, that guy, yeah. Second of all, he made me lift the luggage, my luggage, into the trunk of the said car. Said that William's luggage, William and I's suitcase both weighed probably about the same amount, but William's was too heavy. Right. When I tried to lift mine, he was like, "Oh no, no, I'll get it, I'll get it." Right. I was like, "Okay." Um, he also had William's beloved spare tire in the back seat, which right. I know. Right, some, like, Christmas gifts also. <laughs> there was, like, wrap stuff back then. I'm like, dude. Exactly. And it took approximately 10 iterations of me telling him the hotel that we needed to go to before he said, oh, Hotel Felix. Oh, my 
exists. She likes erect hotels. <laughs> exactly. I don't like my hotels flaccid. <laughs> and we should mention just this one thing, this cab driver we had on the way back from the basketball game. <laughs> he almost, like, he had to break suddenly for another cab. <laughs> And I'm used to hearing people go, Jesus Christ. But this guy goes, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so He was interesting. Yes. And they also had, like, cabbie pimps while we were out there, too, that, like, oh. hustled us into getting this cab. And, right. of course, expected a tip. Yeah. And, uh, and well. exclaimed that he had got himself a brother. Yeah, when he saw me. Oh, I got a brother. But he did call you Angel. He did call me Angel, but doesn't negate. That I'm a brother? Well, that he sounded like he caught a fish. That's what <laughs> That's bothered not how me. I took it. I got a brother. I took it like ah, I got. I got a, bro- a bass. It's the no. same exclamation. Let me let me sweep off this sidewalk for you, brother. I got a bro- yeah, maybe you just imagined that. Well, that's how he made me feel. Did he give you a cape? <laughs> and uh, we should mention the cab driver on the way to the airport this morning. It was about uh, six o'clock this morning. And butt cold. Yeah, and uh, he pulled up and. I waved him down. He pulled up, and I said, uh, "We're going to." He said, "Where are you headed?" And I said, "Midway." And he kind of said, "You know," he, I he think, said, "Oh no, it's the end of my shift. I was just going home." Right. Which, it, he, of course, I was immediately annoyed. But he acted like he was going to pull away, but he waited, and he, did. he saw that we couldn't get anybody else, and he picked us up and he took us. He did to Midway, which and I you tipped him generously, I which did. was nice of you. Yeah, but I, I was very appreciative. I was too, because I was tired and didn't want to deal with it. Right. And we should also mention that, um, you know, recently there was this incident um, from, uh, oh, crap, New Amsterdam, right? Oh, yes, 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 New Amsterdam to Detroit. Right, where a terrorist was trying to blow up a plane. And so we kind of wondered how this was going to affect us going through security. Chicago, because the Nashville airport's pretty small. So even when the line's long, I've never had trouble getting through there. I've heard of people who have gotten caught there, but... um, I was more worried about Chicago on the way back because obviously that's a larger right. airport. But we breeze. I think we went through there faster than we did through Nashville. I think you're right. We breezed in and out. And I have to say, like, there is a special place in heaven for Southwest agents trying to herd those people to those kiosks because nobody understands what the HE double hockey sticks are supposed to be doing at the kiosk. I do have to commend the, the Midway Southwest people because that's they had about 10 to 12 kiosks open. Right. Where in Nashville, they had about five or six. Right. Right, and then they're hollering at people. There's one open down here. You can't see. There's, like, kids. The other thing about the Nashville airport is the the area where the line is in front of the ticket, like, the ticket kiosks mm-hmm. is much more shallow than what it is at most airports. So you they've got all these people in kind of those roped-off barricades that are snaking through a line, and then you've only got about four feet of space between the kiosk and where the line starts. Right. So people are trying to haul their kids and their luggage and their strollers yeah. all through there. And while we're on the the subject of strollers, I'm just going to say this one thing. I've decided I'm going to purchase a stroller just so I can ram my way through life. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Because we left out the Shed Aquarium. Yes, we did. In Chicago, where apparently if you have a stroller, you automatically have the right to stand in front of everyone else because you have a little baby. Right. And you can just... Not only that, half of them, a parent was carrying the child and the stroller was empty. It was empty, yeah. Very annoying. Very annoying. I have to tell you, though, I didn't I didn't get the same um, feeling from going to the aquarium as I used to. I think I it's the either. same thing as going to a zoo. Yeah. Well, it's not only that. It's just seeing these, you know, exotic f- fish. Yeah, wild animals. Right. Captured. And they're kind of trapped. 
Well, and, you know, I was so excited, and I kept talking about it, and I kept asking you if you wanted, wanted to go. And then, like, as the trip got closer, like, while we were there, I was like, I don't. I knew I didn't want to see the dolphins. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. And right. then that day, I was like, do we want to go to the aquarium? Yeah. And I'm we glad didn't I went, much, because, you know. It's cool to see. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm just saying, uh... I don't know. I didn't get the same thrill as I used to get when I was a kid. I didn't either. And I don't think I'll be going to an aquarium again, unless I'm with a kid. But, right, right. Yeah, but, I mean, a lot of this stuff you can see on the Discovery Channel. Right. With the HD, it almost looks as good as if you were it's actually there. better. And you actually can get right up close to it. Right. And we should mention our cab driver from the aquarium, because we were going to go to the movies, and we yes. were going to go to the old rundown AMC on Michigan. Michigan, which we talked about in our last podcast. We actually kind of blasted AMC for having crappy right. outdated we saw District theaters. 9, yeah. Yes. Which the ones in Seattle still were outdated AMC. You're not they getting were. let off the hook for that. Yeah. However, they have built a new complex. Um, I don't know the name of the street that it's on, but it's um, just off so Michigan Avenue. It's over by NBC Avenue. and all that, right? Yeah, kind of behind the NBC building, just off the, the river. Right. Um, but they've got like a little bowling alley slash. It's like a little entertainment venue in there. Yeah. And then a beautiful theater. It was very nice. Stadium seating. Yes. Snacks. Um, I keep thinking of stuff as we're talking. Yeah. But yeah, we should. You should. If you go, that's the theater to go to, not the one on Michigan Avenue. But we should also m- mention the Showplace Icon. Was yes, that also called Carasotes. I saw two different names. I don't know what they're calling it. But that was also a brand new complex. Mm-hmm. And at this place, we got they have a bar upstairs where you can purchase drinks. Right. They don't let anyone over the age of 17 in after 9 o'clock. Right. I also appreciate that. Right. Um, and they have, they'll ask, you can actually pick your seats online if you buy them, and they'll escort you directly to your, they'll escort you to your seats anyway, but, you, but they have escorts, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we went to some cool movie theaters. Right. And we had a lovely too. time. We did. William and I have seen a lot of movies. In the last couple of weeks. Yes. That we would like to discuss now. Mm-hmm. What do you want to start with? I guess we should start with the one that we saw um, like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everybody's Fine. Correct. With Robert De Niro, Kate Beckinsale. True Barrymore. Sam Rockwell. And... Uh, that's it. That's it. And it follows the story of a father whose name I can't remember because it's been a while. Right. Um, but basically his wife has passed away within the last 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's decided his, his kids are supposed to come out for a visit and all of them cancel at the last minute after right. he's gone to all of this work to prepare for them. And he decides to surprise them all and make a cross-country trip. They all live in, they're scattered throughout the country. Right. Chicago, Vegas, and somewhere else. Yeah. Denver? That sounds right. Um, so basically he decides to do that kind of the backstory that's happening this whole time is that his, his health is failing. Right. So he has these, he shouldn't be flying. He's not supposed to be flying at all. Traveling. Traveling minimum. Right. Um, so, and, and okay. I'm just going to give my version of it really quickly and then you can talk about it. That's fine. (laughs) My dad had a health scare about a month ago. Um, a little over a month ago. And we saw this within about a week of that. Right. I wept so much, I had a puddle in my cleavage. That's how like emotional this movie was for me. So I don't know that I can really give it a fair review. 
I thought the acting was pretty good. I'm mostly like Robert De Niro's part because I've never, I've seen him in kind of those more sensitive roles, but I really thought he, he reminded me of my dad almost to the point where I was like too shook up to watch it. Mm-hmm. So that part I appreciated. There was like a really tender, sensitive, but then that's still kind of like, I feel like dads kind of fall into that like peripheral, peripheral trap, like where they don't see anything other than what's in front of them, mainly because their wives sort of lay out everything for them. Right. And he's sort of struggling with how to get by without his wife and maintain his relationship with the kids, which she was mostly responsible for Mm -hmm. as they were growing up. So it was just, it was tough for me to watch. And you see kind of all the stories interwoven with these three kids and the, the lives that they've sort of kept up because they thought that's what he wanted or that's how the mother had represented it to them. Um, But I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I can give it a fair review. Okay. So I was too emotionally attached. And I, I knew that going in. Once the movie started and once certain things occurred, I knew that it would hit you in a different, mm-hmm. in a certain way. Yeah. Um, I did have to appreciate the sensitivity that Robert De Niro brought to the role because you're so used to seeing him in like Goodfellas and Raging Bull and there's right. always this anger and, you know, he's, he's pummeling people or shooting people. There's no uh, vulnerability there. Right. But you get a lot of that in this movie and you also get the the um the 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 idea or the feel that he's um well vulnerable that Mm -hmm. not only physically but emotionally right there's not a wall there like you see in a lot of the other movies where he's just this tough guy and so i appreciated that as well um the movie is a bit could borders on being a bit maudlin and saccharine and a little bit yeah a little bit yeah um but i like I mean, I like the, the other characters, Beckinsale mm-hmm. and Barry Moore, and Sam. I like Sam Rockwell a lot. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's great and everything. So, uh, I didn't think it was a great movie, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it was a touching film. I think it just depends on where you are when you see the film, right? Emotionally, right? Because it, it could either boil you over, or you're just like, you know, it's what the same way with. Although I think this was a better movie than Step. Well, I don't know, but Stepmom kind of has that same kind of feel to it yeah and i've heard like not just that movie stepmom but other movies about people losing their moms a lot of women that i know who've lost their moms at any stage in their lives young or old has said they they just can't watch those movies like a family stone is that the name of that movie with them just sarah jessica parker right yeah yeah so that's kind of what i was thinking of um i would say well it's gone from the theaters now so but i would say i mean i would recommend it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm mm-hmm what would you uh, rate that movie? Um, I'd probably give it. See, it's hard for me. Like, I liked it because it. I I liked it and I hated it. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Thinking abstractly, I'd probably say like a seven. I'd give it about a six point two. Okay. While you're doing that. More champagne. Seven point four. That's really good. That is really good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. The next movie we should mention, I guess we can go in chronological order. The first movie we saw while we were in Chicago, which uh-huh. we were both really looking forward to. I know I was looking well, forward to Well, we actually, like, we, it was kind of like uh, an abstinence vow or something. Yeah, we Because we, we, made, we made ourselves wait to see it till we were together in Chicago. William, William and I spent, like, Christmas apart. But it came out on Christmas Day, so we knew we'd have to wait, like, a week or so to see it. Right. And it was... Up in the air. Up in the air. 
starring the illustrious George Clooney, mm-hmm. um, Vera Farmiga, right. Farmiga, who I want to make sweet, passionate lesbian love to, <laughs> um, Jason Bateman, right. who I always call Justin Bateman. Um, and J.K. Anna, Simmons makes a J.K. little Simmons, cameo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Zach Galifianakis also has a, a brief spot in there. Right. Um, and Anna Kendrick, was that I her name? I think so, yeah. That's yes. her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically is a story of Ryan Bingham, who is a... Um, Termination facilitator. Yes, that was his title. Right. Um, and he basically travels from city to city and goes in and terminates employees when for, for companies, for managers and owners of companies who don't want to terminate employees themselves. Right. So there were, there were a lot of cool interactions between, not cool, but introspective interactions between he and these terminated employees, sort of the spectrum of emotions that you can imagine. All right. And what, what we learned uh, after seeing the movie is that a lot of these people are actual people that have been terminated. Right. And they ask them to kind of give their reaction again to that, that feeling that they got when they received the news. Right. Yeah. And Anna Kendrick stars as Natalie, and I can't remember her last name, but she's a young, recent Yale grad, I think. Was was she from Yale? I can't remember. Princeton? Somewhere great. Yeah. Um, but she also works for the same company as Ryan, but she thinks that they need to sort of streamline this process and not... Um, they, they can cut expenses by having people do these terminations via video conference as right. opposed to, to traveling. And uh, Vera Farmiga sort of plays a love and... Uh, George Clooney or Ryan Bingham's love interest, and Jason Bateman plays his boss. Um, which Jason Bateman, how could, he can't go wrong. Like he is, I will say this: he plays every role with the same like sardonic wit. Right. But I love it. I don't care. Well, what I like about Jason Bateman is the fact that he was like a star in the eighties. Right, and then, and then he, he disappeared. disappeared, and then Arrested Development came along, and now he's just like everywhere. Right. And he's, I guess brilliant. he's buddied up with Vince Vaughn and mm-hmm. um, the other guy that's with Vince Vaughn, John Favreau. Favreau. Yeah. And so he does all these great cameo roles sometimes and a little bit more s- substantive roles like um, Extract. Extract. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I love you can't it. go wrong with Jason Bateman. Shador. Yep. Um, so I, I don't want to give and away Juno. too much about the. Yeah, Juno. I forgot about Juno. J- it, we should mention this movie was directed by Jason Reitman, who also so directed, directed Juno. Juno. Yeah. And it has kind of that kind of the dialogue isn't obviously the writing's different, but it has sort of that same feel I think as Juno did. Right. Some of the same kind of like shots of characters experiencing emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so without giving too much away, because it is kind of an interwoven story. Right. Um, basically, Ryan Bingham, Bingham is trying to. He sort of thrives on this life of solitude. And it isn't until it's kind of questioned by this uh, Natalie, um, who ends up being put on the road with him to kind of learn the, the ropes of what he goes through and this love interest that he ends up um, forming a relationship with, that he starts to really question if he's if he's doing the right thing. Right. Um, so I don't know if you want to add to that. <laughs> uh, no, that was perfect. Um, Why was that funny? Uh, because you caught me off guard. I was oh, listening to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's very emotionally disconnected, right. and he kind of likes it that way. Right. And he has this, I mean, I don't think I'm giving anything away. He does a seminar about uh, backpacks and kind of how you, you have all these things in your backpack from your life, and what do you really need there? You need to kind of empty that out. Right. And so 
but he and he also has these certain rules. He's he's a a world class traveler, traveler, and he's he's trying to add up to ten million miles. He's like would be one of seven people that have actually gotten traveling right miles or whatever for and so he has he and Vera Farmiga's character both kind of get off on all of this frequent flyer and points program. So right. that's kind of that's kind of a running theme through the movie is sort of this like tongue in cheek. They know all about the hotels, the car rental places, right. and uh, and you see some great like, I mean, uh, cinematography as far as you know. You see all these, and Emily and I being traveling a lot together, right? That was kind of nice to see. You know, you see Omaha and Detroit was one of them. That Tulsa, they actually, yeah, they actually I recognize part of the airport where they filmed it. Actually, the cover, the movie poster cover, is from Detroit. Oh, is it? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Chicago was one. All kinds of in all kinds of obscure airports too, right. not just like the the kind of main hubs. So yeah. it was it was cool to see. And this guy, he's you know he's so he doesn't even own his own place. He kind right. of stays and he stays in a hotel. I think that's where right. he lives. So and he he, he collects like uh, the cards used to open the doors at hotels. He's got so many of them. And, right. But uh, what did you think? I thought it was great. I I really don't have any like any bad points about the movie. I thought the story was wonderful. You and I had a very lengthy conversation about it afterwards, right. which we usually use as a barometer <laughs> for how good a movie is. Um, I thought the I thought that the casting was fantastic. I liked all the characters. There's one little weird scene that I didn't like with Natalie, but oh, right. that was neither here nor there. I thought it was fantastic. And I really liked, what I really liked was like the human emotion behind being terminated. That was, that's such like a prevalent topic right now. Mm -hmm. And these people who play the terminated employees, that's exactly how I imagine that goes. You have some people that are just angry, some people that kind of check out from the conversation. There was one, one guy that gets terminated and his upper lip like twitches. I don't even know how, how he did that. Well, I wonder if that was one of the real people. That's what I wonder too, because he seemed so invested in that, that conversation. I just, I don't know. I I thought, I thought it was immaculate casting. Immaculate casting. Um, the fact that we saw it at this show place icon, it, I have to say that the sound and the screen were perfect. Beautiful, yeah. And when you go see a movie, just the, the tiniest thing can distract you. Yes. There were no distractions. There were no, I was not no distracted distractions as far as the audience or the picture or the sound or anything like that. Right. And um, I love the movie. I it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. Um, I think George Clooney will get nominated for an Oscar. Now, mm-hmm. whether he'll win it or not. I, I'd really like to see him win it. I really would. I think he deserves it. Yeah. Well, we, obviously, we, we haven't seen all the movies. And yet. we have one coming up where I think he would have a there's a, a viable contender. Shot, yeah. 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 Um, but yes, I definitely recommend the movie. I love the movie. It's a perfect George Clooney vehicle, just like mm-hmm. Michael Clayton was. Yeah, that was great. Where it just fits him. I can't imagine anybody else in that role. Right. George Clooney is just so cool and he's charismatic, and so to see kind of him be that way, but then also see him be fractured in right. certain ways. I just thought it was great. And Vera Farmiga, she was excellent in it as well. She's amazing. I want to see her in everything now. Yeah. Everything. And I loved her when she was in The Departed. And then there was like nothing really. Like she did some indie stuff for a while. And now she's kind of back. I just think she's brilliant. And she talks like, I like her because she's like a woman. She talks like a woman. She looks like a woman. I don't know. I think she's great. Yeah. 
And you can't not love George Clooney. Like, the way he looks up, like, especially when he's in a conversation with, like, another romantic lead, that just seeps through the screen to me. Even his voice, like, when he's at these seminars and he's talking, it's like, who else can, you you don't want to listen to anybody else but this guy. It's very magnetic. And I say this all the time, but I genuinely mean it. I would watch him read the phone book. I would just sit there and watch him do it. Any movies in, even if it's a subpar movie. Uh I mean, Men Who Stare at Goats wasn't as good as this movie, but... Just the fact that George Clooney was in it, I, I had to go see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's he's in when it comes to the A list, he's at the very top. Absolutely. For me, it's he and Will Smith in different ways. <laughs> right. Because you say Will Smith is a bit of a magoo. I say Will Smith is your future ex-husband. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but to me, those two guys are just when you think of box office power, you know, yeah. George Clooney, Will Smith. You but know. I think Will Smith is a little more gimmicky. Uh, I don't want to get into it, but I, 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 think, I think he's a little more, ni- not gimmicky, but niche I, I see George Clooney playing a larger span of roles than I do Will Smith. I, uh, I think they're in a different, like Will Smith is, he kind of goes into that sci-fi genre. Mm-hmm. I don't see George Clooney going in that way. He'll go every now and then, just like Will Smith did uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick a dramatic actor, I'd probably pick George Clooney over Will Smith. But if I had to pick, like, iRobot, I Am Legend type of guy, Will Smith. Which, to me, requires less talent. (laughs) But that's just me. No, what you're saying is that George Clooney has a range that Will Smith doesn't, and I don't know if I can agree with that. Okay. Because he's almost the same guy in Michael Clayton as he is in Up in the Air. I don't know if I'd agree with that. Anyway. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, so after that, we saw Crazy, Crazy. Heart. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, which stars Jeff Bridges and Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I think those were the only two. Oh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Um, and some little Oh, Colin kid. Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah, and some little adorable boy right. who plays Maggie Gyllenhaal's son. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, uh, I just I want to say Braveheart. <laughs> Uh, Crazy Heart is about a sort of washed up country musician who is well past his prime and also um, drunk as a fish. Yep. Um, he's 50 effing seven years old as he reminds us throughout the movie. Bad um, Blake. Bad Blake. Yes, mm-hmm. that's his name. Um, and he he is pretty uh, nefarious, I guess. Maybe that's not the right word. Um, but he hasn't had a hit in a while. He's playing at like these nasty, smoky, stinky venues. Yeah. He's drunk pretty much all the time. He drunk. He's drunk most of the time. He smokes like a chimney. Big old beer belly. One of the first things you see. Well, I won't say, but he's also nasty in certain ways. Um, he's he's like a lot of country music stars that I've read about. Yeah. So he's like the genuine article. Right, and he drives a, a 1976. I think they said. Yeah. Um, like Yukon. Right. <laughs> it's like wood <laughs> panel. Yeah. Right. Whatever the version of the Yukon was. Right. Um, drives that every, to all of his uh, state by state. And you can tell he's that. been around a while because he's got like groupies that are like my mom's age. <laughs> right. Only like rode hard and put away wet. Right. Roadies. Your mom's a little more classy. I Although you see that this particular groupie, you've seen her in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. She plays the same character. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, this Maggie Gyllenhaal character—what was her name? 
I can't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You think about it, yeah. and I'll uh, I'll talk about it. But okay. she she enters his life. She's kind of a, a local newspaper reporter who, um, through a connection, meets meets Bad Blake to do an interview. And the two of them end up having kind of this unlikely romance. Right. Um, she also has a son who I think was kind of the show stealer of that movie. He was adorable. He's very good. Sweet little boy, chubby little cheeks, but cute as he could be. And a very good little actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Farrell also has a small role as sort of the uh, Bad Blake's, not predecessor. What's the opposite of predecessor? Um, prod, well, not prod, kind of his prodigy. Yeah, right. he he plays Tommy Sweet, who is a musician on the rise, who's kind of like new country. Um, but Bad Blake sort of showed him the ropes, and as you wrote learn, music for him, right, right, they have kind of a deeper relationship. Sarah, that was her name. No, Jean. Oh, Jean mm-hmm. was it Jean. Ooh. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character's name was Jean. Right. Um. So, what did you think, William? <laughs> um, I thought the movie was okay. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Jeff Bridges' performance was excellent. Mm-hmm. Pitch perfect for yeah. me. Yeah. I just wish that, like we had this discussion, I wish Maggie Gyllenhaal had been somebody else. I like Maggie Gyllenhaal a lot. I just didn't, didn't think she was right for that role. I like Colin Farrell a lot. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like... I mean, he's an Irish guy, and I know this seeing the movie, right? And he didn't pull off the country. I, I just felt like you could have brought somebody like Brad Paisley or some other young. But see, I that's where I think you and I differed the most because I don't see Brad Paisley as like brand new country. I see like these, like there's a guy named Josh Turner. There's these even younger Jimmy Wayne, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. There's these younger guys that are in their twenties who are, they don't write their own music. They're kind of just flash-in-the-pan cute guys that are playing country music. I don't I like see, Josh Turner. I see Brad Paisley as, I, I like Josh Turner too, but I'm, what so I'm saying there's a is, few of his counterparts that I thought, I thought Tommy Sweet was more along that line, not a Brad Paisley type. I, I, I thought that they were trying to emphasize more like, kind this of new country. Con- yeah. I, I understand that, but I, I didn't get, the feeling that he was a genuine country music star, whether it was new or old. I, that's how I, I felt. I bought him as a new country artist. Okay. I, I, at least I did. Yeah. The Maggie Gyllenhaal thing I agree with you on. I like her, but I don't think she... She just didn't fit that role. And I don't know if it, we talked about this, like whether it should have been somebody younger or, I mean, should have been somebody older. I don't necessarily know the age had anything to do with it. I just didn't like her in that role. And she didn't... I didn't believe it. I didn't believe their romance... I didn't believe her. She never seemed engaged. I didn't believe the romance. For me, I didn't even believe that she was the mother of that kid. Yeah, she didn't seem like a mom. That's why I felt like if it were an older woman, I don't know, I look for wrinkles, not even just physical wrinkles, but something that tells me that she's been... Character wrinkles. Yeah, that that something's happened in her life. Yeah. Where, you know, she could actually relate to this guy in some way or another and I didn't get that at all why are they together right that's why I never I never understood and I think that's why I, I had trouble not following the story but you know I checked out at some point because I was like this I don't even really and and what kind of pulled Jeff Bridges character down mm-hmm. th- this bad Blake character was that I didn't believe their romance so I couldn't 
I loved how well he played that role, but I right. think I would have loved it more had I thought he'd been with someone that I genuinely think they could they would have fallen in love. I didn't see him falling in love with this woman. Right. Well, there's this movie called Hood with uh, Paul Newman and Patricia Neal that we'll need to we need to watch, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll show you the kind of woman that I imagine being okay. in that kind of role. But I do agree with you. I going in, I would have said Jeff Bridges is the top guy, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was the number one guy to get the Oscar for best actor, right? But great acting with a subpar movie, right? A good movie, but not a great movie. And whereas George Clooney was a great acting in a really good, good movie. movie, good writing, right. which I thought the writing in this was good, and I loved the music. Music, all of the yeah. the songs that Jeff, and Jeff Bridges sings all those songs. They were they made me like want to listen to older country music, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of old country. Well, that's the thing that the cinematography, the actual feel, of these places, these the bowling alley that he plays, yeah. these bars, they feel real to me, right? And that's all I'm saying about Colin Farrell and Maggie Gyllenhaal. They pulled me out of that. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, but I would recommend it. I would I would recommend it too. I think everybody needs to see it. Um, we didn't give our rating on the last one. Up in the, Up in the air, we didn't. No, oh, we didn't. Um, so I'm let's, give let's that, do this one first. Okay. Uh, what are you going to give Crazy Heart? Crazy Heart, I'll give a 6.8. I'll give it a 7 again. I love how when you go on imdb.com and you like show the movie, it's always got some random actor that was at the premiere. It's right. like, why would you put that as like the first picture people see? Right. Oh, Olivia Wilde was in this movie? Right. No. Yeah, Koto. I haven't seen him in 30 years. <laughs> 7.7. It's really good. Yeah. Um, up in the air, what would up you in give the air. that? Up in the air, oof. I would give that like a 9.2 probably. I'll give it a, I'll give it a 9. If you see 8.3. Yeah. Well, that's good. If you see any movie this fall. So I would see that. Yep. If you see any of the Oscar-nominated movies, I would see that. Right. And we're Which telling we you this. we don't know that that's being nominated for an Oscar, but. As, yeah. There's, there's no, no way doubt. it's not going to, yeah. Um, and I think Vera Farmiga is going to get nominated for, for her Best role Supporting too. Actress. Yeah. Problem is, she's going to be nominated against Monique, and I don't think anybody's no going to beat, beat Monique. Monique. But the nomination is. Yeah, worth and Up in the Air should definitely deserves to be nominated for Best Picture, which brings us to a movie that probably shouldn't be nominated, nominated for Best Picture, but right. probably will. Mm-hmm. And that is nine. nine. Which I have to offer yet another apology to William, as I have been like busting at the seams to see this, as I am a bit of a theater geek, and I love musicals. Um, nine, it's a story of Roberto Fellini, Fellini, F- Federico, Federico Fellini. There's a movie called Eight and a Half, right? Where he's a director who can't seem to have, find his muse. Right. He's like stuck. Yes. And he's a bit of a he's a womanizer, and he's a charismatic fellow but he's he's trying to find himself but it's based on an actual person right i thought it was based on that movie but maybe it is i based thought it on was an actual direct italian director it's based on a movie directed by that guy i thought but okay Fred, but i don't know okay yeah it shows how much we invested in this movie <laughs> Um, but it's got a great, I mean, it has a, what seemingly a wonderful cast. Penelope Cruz, uh, Marion Cotillard, um, Daniel Day-Lewis, my former, or my future ex-husband, right. Kate Hudson, Judy Dench, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman um, Sophia, Sophia Loren, Fergie. And it's directed by Rob Marshall, who directed Chicago. Chicago, yeah. right. So, 
saying this because William hasn't seen Chicago. If you like Chicago, I don't necessarily know that you'll like this movie. It's still, it's the same kind of choppy, um, well, I, I read something about this that I kind of resonated with me. None of the actors that were in this movie, as well as the actors that were in Chicago, are, are dancers. So there's, there's, um, you don't really see a lot of their dancing. It, it kind of cuts away as soon as any part. And, and to me, a musical also involves dancing. It's not just singing. Okay. So that was the first kind of like disappointment that I had, which I also was disappointed in, in Chicago. However, um, this, this, this film was choppy to the point of making it disconcerting, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you kind of, some of these were kind of flashbacks um, in, in Daniel Day-Lewis's character's mind, um, which Daniel Day-Lewis plays this Italian director. Marion Cotillard plays his wife, um, a former actress in his movies that he then married and apparently doesn't cast anymore to be in movies. Right. Um, Penelope Cruz plays his mistress. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole Kidman plays the muse, his muse, who's been in all of his movies, this uh, French actress. Um, Judy Dench plays a seamstress for all of his movies, who I adored in this movie, but sadly her performance was overshadowed by other crappy ones. And then Kate Moss plays a... Kate Hudson. Uh, or, yeah, well, I kept wanting to call her Kate Moss. Kate Hudson um, plays a reporter for the American Vogue magazine right. and comes to kind of interview Daniel Day-Lewis during all of this hullabaloo. Um, but the, the scenes were very choppy. Um there were only there were two songs that I enjoyed. One of which was sung by Fergie, who probably did the best best job vocally out of anyone in that movie. She also, I think, put on a little weight for this film because she's like curvilicious. She's meaty. Yeah. yeah, she looks really good. I liked it. Lots of TNA, um, but she has a very brief part in this. And then <laughs> Marion Cotillard was my favorite. She's excellent. She plays like this. She plays Daniel Day Lewis's wife, which obviously she's very spent by the time you sort of reach this point in his story. Um, but she was just sweet and vulnerable. And um, I like, there's there's one scene where she sings and she sounds beautiful, this little it's a ballad. love ballad, yeah. yes. Um, and Judy Dench also, I thought, did a great job. But again, you could like throw Judy Dench in the middle of the desert and be theater. Like she's just fantastic in that way. Yep. So I really liked her. Everyone else, I just it was oatmeal. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't impressed, you know? I was especially not impressed with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I mean, you could have put somebody else in that role. It was like she wasn't even there. Right. It was very, um, not even flaccid, just uh, stale. Stale yeah. performance. It was boring. And, and Kate Hudson, I, like I told you, I almost You're famous. You're not a fan of Kate Hudson. Well, Almost Famous is a great movie, and she was great in that movie. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days is a really good romantic comedy. Comedy. But besides great. those two... And like you said, she basically has the same kind of performance in every movie that she... Or just like same. giggly, kind, like kind of a sex kitten, but not really. Just like the flirt. Right. Like, Kate Hudson, you have more depth than that. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you just need to go do some more things with A-Rod and let that be your claim to fame. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with her. Yeah. And it also there's also a cameo by Zach Galifianakis in this movie. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was still like, what? <laughs> I must have fallen asleep Wouldn't that at be that funny during, if It would have made it a better film. <laughs> so anyway, the story, I mean, this, the story, I, I will say this. I liked the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. I thought they wrapped it up nicely. Um, pretty much everything after the first scene and before the last scene, they probably could have scrapped. Well, 
I will say... I think I was more disappointed because I had such high hopes for this movie. Right, which I did not. Right. Uh, I, <laughs> I love Daniel Day-Lewis. I think he's one of the greatest actors out there. Right. And he, he did a great job acting. See, I wasn't even... I, I thought... He was subdued. He was kind of uh, I smug. thought it was a little overdone. I mean, I, I, I thought, to I thought that... There Will Be Blood, it was overdone. I thought that part, that role of like the sort of sickened womanizer... You know what I mean? This man that's sort of like crippled by women. Like I. Oh, we should watch eight nine. I didn't believe it. That's the thing. I didn't believe it, and I I love Daniel Day Lewis. And actually, I think one of my arguments to you was how terrible could this be if Daniel Day Lewis is going to be in it? And the answer is Emily. This still can be pretty freaking horrible. Yeah. Well, I had no problem with his performance or Marianne Cotillard's performance or Judy Dench's performance. I also like to say that Rome looked beautiful in it this was. movie. There's this one scene where they just like, he looks out a window, it just opens up. It's like, yeah. Amazing. The cinematography was great, which is, means a lot to me. Right. I mean, Crazy Heart, Up in the Air, cinematography, really good for both of those. But for a musical, there, again, there were two numbers that I thought that really punched me. Yeah, well, the thing about the musicals, uh, the musical parts, for me, and I'm not a musical guy, mm-hmm. but I will say, for me, for a musical to, 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 to pop for me, I like good singing. I like right. good vocals. And I realize that these are actors and actresses singing, and I know that they did this in Chicago. And I know that movies in the past, it was, but these, those people could sing, if I'm not mistaken. But I think, when I think about Nicole Kidman singing in Moulin Rouge... And I think about the the singing that she did in this movie. There's no comparison. You saw Moulin Rouge. Yeah. I mean, that music to me just pops. And part of it was it's sort of that like contemporary. They they pulled from a contemporary genre and put it in a period piece, which is different. I know, but I just didn't. There was nothing um, that invoked any emotion from the music in this movie. Well, it seemed to me like Moulin Rouge was a little bit visually more uh, frenetic. Yeah, than sure. This one, and so maybe that. Because I'm into it as visually, you know, with my eyes as much as I, I am with my ears. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't notice her singing as much as far as it bothering me as I did with Kate Hudson and Nicole Kidman and Penelope Cruz. Because it seemed to me like all the musical parts were almost like on the exact same spot. It seemed like they were all staged in the same location. Right, right. And I don't know was, if that was on purpose or what. I don't, I don't, and I kind of wondered how they shot this too because... You know what I mean? If they had people flying in at different times, right. it, it was just odd to me. Yeah. But the music, I, I don't know. Even, I guess even with Moulin Rouge, there was still something emotionally appealing. They were telling a love story. And in here, the music didn't, the music did not add to the story. Right. I agree. Except for Marion Cotillard's and... If this had just been a movie that wasn't a musical, mm-hmm. and it was about this husband and his wife... And him trying to work things out with his wife mm-hmm. and just them acting and in Rome and with the cigarettes and the, the costume design and everything. Right. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yes, but they tried to make it a musical. Right. Which is and the sad thing ironic is, that you say that. Why? We'll have to let our listeners figure that out. <laughs> you probably <laughs> fell asleep during the ending. Anyway, um, so yeah, I would say no. I would. I mean, I guess I'd see it because it's probably going to be an Oscar contender, just because of the cast and the. I, I I'd say if you're not into musicals, like I, apparently I, I'm not. I know you are. 
I'm, I would not even tell musical lovers to see it. I would say, if you like musicals, wait for it to come out on video. I would say if you're not in musicals... Don't even don't watch even it watch on TNT it. on the yeah. weekends when it's on for free. Exactly. All right, what does the IMDb say? I give it a four and a half. I give it a four and a half. <laughs> you can't give zeros, William. 6.8. So. so it's not doing all that splendidly. And I will say the Fergie song was great. Even though yes. I see it in the commercials... She really belted that tune out. Right. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, was that the last one? Oh, the Pretty only other one that we wanted to talk about was the one that we saw separately. Right. And Do you want to talk about that? Well, you can probably describe it better than me. Um, well, ba- we're talking about Sherlock Holmes, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, William and I saw Sherlock Holmes with our families, our respective families, while we were um, apart for Christmas. Um, and Sherlock Holmes stars Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, Rachel McAdams. Um, I don't yeah. know anyone else who's name. There's a in the chief movie. of police, but I can't who's remember his name. We saw him in uh, Happy Go Lucky. What was the name of that song? That movie? <gasps> he was in Happy Go Lucky. He was That's the best right. Part of that movie. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, basically, it's like a uh, reincarnation of. Go ahead, take the rest of it. You sure? Yeah, because I've still got all this. Um, it's a. Like, kind of the latest Sherlock Holmes reincarnation, um, but basically follows kind of a darker, seedier Sherlock Holmes than probably what we were used to from old. A lot more violent, too. Yes, very violent. Very violent. Yeah. And slightly sexual. Yeah. Um, Which, this is directed by Guy Ritchie, yes, so. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which I'll talk about in a second. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Jude Law, who I actually liked in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um but basically, and you know, it's funny because we had to really coerce my mother into seeing this, which I knew we would because right. she's not a big fan of the dark and scary stuff. Um, that's why she doesn't like me. Because you're dark scary. and scary. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why. That's why she doesn't like you. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't remember what I was going to say. Um, so, yeah, I don't remember what I was saying. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um but yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I I wasn't like I thought I was going to like it a lot more than I did. Right. Um, I like Jude Law was my favorite part of that. He was very good. It, it, and he plays Wa- Doctor Watson. Although I liked Robert Downey Jr. a lot too. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a great actor. I would talking about a phone book. I would probably watch him read the really? phone book. Yeah, I think he's one of the best actors of the last twenty years, Robert oh. Downey Jr. But um, it's a, a convoluted. It's not a mess, but you no. have to keep up. You have to pay attention to this movie. Right. And it's a Guy Ritchie movie. It's a lot of violence. Guy Ritchie is a man's man. He is a man's man. Yeah. And he's very cool. And I like I like the way he directs. Um, but I'm not sure. And I haven't seen a lot of the old Sherlock Holmes movies. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't imagine there anything they were like, like this. Yeah, no. Sexual and violent. And, but he is very calculating. Right. He is very intelligent. Right. And, yeah. I liked the whodunit-iveness of it. Right. I liked um, him, he and Watson sort of getting themselves out of various pickles. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it was cute. I mean, it had like, not cute, but it... They had good chemistry. Yeah. Two. And, and, I, and I truly like Jude Law. I actually like the woman who plays Jude Law, or Dr. Watson's fiance, too. Yeah, she was good. She was really good. Um, Mary was her name. Um, so, but it was... It was just it was just an okay movie. You're right. It was almost too much. And I like movies where you kind of have to think and like pay attention for like foreshadowing and things like that. But right. this was this was a little bit too much. Yeah, I think it's because it was both in uh, 
intellectually and visually overwhelming. Right. If you have a movie where there's like maybe a couple of sets, mm-hmm. but it's you know a lot of detail, it's easier to keep up with. But this thing, you're also having these you know these brawls and this, right. all these special effects. There's a thing with the ship and you know him being chased by this huge guy. And yeah. So and I also have to say, and I know you're going to disagree with me on this. I'm not a big Rachel McAdams fan. I wasn't a big fan of hers in this. I, I liked Rachel McAdams. I've liked her in about two or three roles. It, uh, some I don't know. Somehow she just, I don't believe it. She's kind of like Natalie Portman well, in that respect. She seems like a really intelligent, beautiful woman. But I don't buy her in these roles. Like, I didn't buy her as, what's her <clears throat> face? Well, I think Natalie I Portman know. to me is a lot more malleable than Rachel McAdams. When I see Rachel McAdams, I almost feel like this is the same face and voice that i hear in wedding crashers she's dressed up differently but i don't really get a feeling that she's i don't i don't reflect back to wedding crashers i think back to the notebook but it's it is See, the I can't same reflect back to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding it was the same it's it's the same vibe you're right right you're right but i still think the same thing about natalie portman she still has that kind of pursed lip i don't know unbelievability but what i will say about guy ritchie mm-hmm is and I actually made this comment to my brother. I was like, I felt like all of the years that he spent chained up in Madonna's basement, like he just threw up all of the possible ideas that he had for like writing and scenes. Like that that's kind of how I felt like it was just like, Oh my gosh, here's all the things that I've ever wanted to do in a movie. That's how I felt. Yeah, but if you see Snatch and you see Rock and Roll I did see it's, Snatch. It's the exact same feel to but it. But Snatch I liked. But it was just as convoluted. I mean, you got to keep up with it. And the thing about you Guy Ritchie films is Snatch, but I guess you have a lot of guys with accents where you got to really that's, listen. Maybe that was part of it. But Snatch, I didn't have as much trouble keeping up with. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of mental vomit, for lack of a better. Well, see, I think all of his films. I haven't seen the one he did with Madonna, where she's like uh, on the I beach or whatever. No, swept away. I am a yeah. I am a Guy Ritchie fan though. I mean, well, I think he's just like testosterone yeah. just thrown at the screen. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'll get you a poster. All right. So what's your uh, what's your ranking? Oh, um, 6.7. Yeah, I'll give it the same thing. 7.7. There you go. There you go. Make your evening at this drive-in even more enjoyable. The refreshment stand has everything to make your visit here a pleasant one. Why not get something now? So now that we've talked about the final days of our 2009 mm-hmm. what do we have to look forward to for 2010 william have, have you a, set any resolutions i have a few are you gonna well, tell me well well one is to be healthier in my diet okay. to eat healthy possibly go meatless become a vegetarian but i'm not gonna say that as a definite i just want to make sure i eat a lot better right balanced yeah. well balanced diet being a single man i have a uh, habit of ordering out and stuff like that so um another one i came up with is social networking i want to back away from that okay. and i think i have in a way but like before i used to be like i'm in such and such doing such and such uh-huh. i don't feel like i have to do that anymore that's good especially when we're together i just want to hang out with you i don't need the whole world to know that what i'm doing i'm just having a great time Aww. they don't need to know right that's nice of Unless it's Vagabond Exchange. Right, which right. we like to, and I, I've been kind of neglectful of our Facebook page lately. One, because I 
unfigured out how to do <laughs> mobile updates. And two, because I just didn't feel like updating it. So I'm sorry. No. That's okay. Facebook we'll pick it back up. That's our resolution for this year. That, that actually is one of my resolutions is to hit the Vagabond Exchange um, adver- advertisement train full force. Coming to a town near you, chugga chugga choo choo. There you go. And um, I think your I think your idea to eat healthier is good. Mm-hmm. The only other one I had is to read forty books this year, but you said you think I can do fifty, so I'm bumping it up. Really, fifty books this year I want to read. I was kind of playing with your tail. Oh. I didn't know that was going to be. No, this is awesome. Yeah. We should challenge. We should do a challenge. A 50-book challenge? Yeah, I want to. Me and you? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. And we can book share. And then we can... Because you totally uh, read the same kind of books I read. <laughs> we, well, <laughs> and we can list them on the website, you know, what yeah, our count is. Yeah, we can do is. recommendations and whatnot. Yeah. We can talk about stuff. Well, not all of them, but you know. Right. Some. Yeah. See? There you friends go. Friends helping friends. Um, okay, what about you? Um, well, I had a couple... But there's really only one that I'd like to talk about. <laughs> well, there's like two that I'd like to talk about. The first of which is I have, int- I have the intent to give up soda for 2010. Right. Which last year, I decided for a year I wasn't going to eat any fast food. Not that I was like a huge fast food guru. Right. But does champagne count as soda? No. Okay, good. I wondered why you were looking well, at that's Well, that's my only fear is that you'll double up on the alcohol. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, like like a, that's, all, that's all that's keeping me from being an alcoholic is those sodas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think that you need to have that fear. Okay. Plus, you know about how much beer I can drink. Like well, how not, many? It's not the beer, it's the vodka tonics. You can down those. That's true, I can. But I don't really... When, was, when was the last time you saw me get drunk off vodka tonics? Compared to beer? Because beer is like two days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I can't. To me, drinking beer often feels like drinking a slice of bread. It's hard for me to drink a lot of beer. So that's thing one. But really, when when was the last time? Drunk off. I I don't remember. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's my first thing. Plus, sodas just have so much sugar, and there's all these like warnings about diet sodas. It's just it's not a, a stupid thing to do. Like it's a smart smart move just to kind of cut that. And I don't, it's not like I really crave soda. Right. So it should be an easy transition. Although I do occasionally really want just a regular Coke. Well, I'm going can. to help you out. Are you? When we travel or whatever, I'll And order. when I come over, you can't order. No, I don't care if you do it. But when I come over, you can't offer me any sodas. Oh, I won't. Okay. I'll just drink it like it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> I'll drink my Coke like they do in those commercials. I just down the whole bottle. With your shirt off. Right. <laughs> Good. I I'll pour it all over <laughs> myself. Oh, caramel goodness. <laughs> You're an arse. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then I'd also like to improve my credit score, which is something I've been working on since college pretty much. But mm-hmm. that's my larger goal of the year is to do that. And I have some others, but none that I care to share yeah, in a public here. forum. I agree. Um, if you have any resolutions for this year. Yeah. Or any suggestions for us. Or if you're even listening to the show, <laughs> you should email us at uh, vagabondexchange at gmail.com. Right. And uh, you could also friend or become a fan of us on Facebook, Vagabond right. Exchange. Just type in Vagabond Exchange. And, and you'll see us in front of the bean. Yeah. And I think we're going to 
Do you want to change that picture out? To yeah, the we're, we're William came up with the brilliant idea that we'll do a winter series. Winter bean. Which basically is just us standing in front of the bean in winter clothes. There's one where we look like attractive and then there's one where we're all smushed. What? We look attractive in every photograph. And Emily looks like a gnome. <laughs> and I look like my legs are huge. <laughs> you look like you have a thunder thigh, which is like the greatest departure from the truth. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. I should mention that when we got back from Chicago today, my battery was dead in my car <laughs> at the airport. And Dale Earnhardt came and helped me out. <laughs> D- Dale Earnhardt in the flesh yep. came back to help William. It is triple A truck. And charge you an ass load of money. I know for, for a battery. battery, but whatever. We were desperate. Yeah, I was cold. Well, and when I thought about it, you probably would have paid as much for a tow truck because AAA only takes you so far, right? Well, what he said was, I can recharge the battery, but I can't guarantee that you'll get where you need to go. Well, how much is a regular battery? It's like seventy. Okay. So and this is AAA, a and it had a six-year warranty. You paid a so, convenience charge, there. right? Plus, I can tell people I got a battery from Dale Arnold. <laughs> You're so weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that was that was the close of our our trip was William's battery being dead. But we we had a lovely little wait in the car right. in the cold. I it wasn't it. bad though. Isn't it great when you go to start the car and it goes? <laughs> awesomest sound. And it, like it doesn't invoke any kind of like heart in the stomach feeling at all. No. I always feel really Especially when you're in long-term parking at an airport and <laughs> it's like 20 degrees outside. <laughs> right, right. But it was fine though. We made it through. We did. And we had our body heat to keep us warm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Dale Earnhardt found us naked spooning yeah. in the backseat. If you fart a lot in a car, <laughs> it keeps the heat, you know. Oh, why? Why? I got to take my that needs off. to be your resolution for 2010. I should tell people Stop that. Stop talking uh, about fart and poop. I'm looking forward to 2010. Yes, I am too. Vagabond Exchange 2010. Yes, we San Francisco and Toronto are definitely on the list. Yes. And I and guess we should hit something new this year as far as baseball stadiums. Like Denver? Maybe Denver. Come on. What's your reluctance with Denver? I don't have any reluctance. How come every time I suggest it, you're like, eh? I don't know what else there is to see in Denver. There's like beautiful, picturesque Casey. mountains. Yeah. Casey's not in Denver. Well, she's in Colorado. She's been to Denver. Colorado. So we don't know that. She didn't say come to Denver. Oh, yeah, she did. Um, by the oh, way, Casey, we saw Paper Heart. Oh yeah, we did see Paper Heart. If you recall correctly, William and I had every intent to see Paper Heart when it came out in the theater, but due to Nashville's odd movie schedule, they pulled it out after just a couple weeks after at the movie one, theater. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we watched it today on DVD, um, and it was it was cute. I liked it. It was cute. I did like it. And I think um, Charlene. Charlene Yee? Yeah. Yeah. She's very good in it. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. She's a bit geeky, but she was also, there were emotional moments. I mm-hmm. wondered, yeah, and she pulled if that off. they were off. real, yeah. yeah. So. It was good. Thanks, Casey. Yeah, sorry we didn't review that when it came out in the movie. So. Anyway, I, uh, you were talking about Denver. Uh-huh. And you don't want to go. You were going to say, no, I want to go. I just don't know what there is to do besides. Coors Brewery. That's true. Beautiful, picturesque mountains. Mm-hmm. We have a friend, Stephen. Who I think listens to this podcast now. Does he? Mm-hmm. Is he on Facebook? He is. 
he hasn't friended or fanned us yet. We should make him fan us. Yeah. Um, but he has a laundry list of suggestions. Great restaurants. We can ask Trent, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. We, maybe we could do uh, Baltimore and uh, D.C. Oh, yeah. I forgot That's about like a that weekend too. trip. We could just fly up. It's cheap. As cheap as going to Chicago. I know. Go to a Nats game. Go to an Orioles game. Mm-hmm. See our friend Damon. Go to the Smithsonian. Yep. Check out that crap. You mean our nation's heritage? Oh, okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we've got some... So send us suggestions. Where do you live? What do you want us to see? What is the, where is the Vagabond Exchange? Where, what are you just like yearning for us to see and tell us about? Where yes. do you live? What do you do? And one other resolution do? that we both have is to get our passports this yes. year. Yes. Because we... Well, we have to get them if we're going to Toronto. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the uh, <laughs> champagne is gone, <laughs> and so is our patience for I one have another. To pee. Yeah, so so um, we it will not be as long before our next podcast. I'm sure that we'll be viewing some kind of movie in the next seven yeah. days. Lovely bones should be coming. Yeah, out. lovely bones should be here soon, yeah. as well as um, Youth in Revolt, starring Michael. Ah, Cera. yes, and in the uh, leap year movie that you want to see. You're not going to see that. I'll see that with you. No, you won't. Mm-hmm. So, until then, again, email us, vagabondexchange at gmail.com, or hit us up on Facebook. Just look for Vagabond Exchange. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. And Lisa, this is for you, since you were wondering where we were. Yes. yes. Thank you, Lisa. Talk to you later. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.